All right, we back with some Couchside Sports. You Ooh. know it's your boy Kyle French. And Mike Burke over here. All right, and we're back with episode six. Today is August 7th. We got uh, a lot of NFL news to get to, little Olympic news. Ooh. And, uh, you know, of course, we'll be back with breaking news that isn't news, which is a stick <laughs> of the show at this point. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, as always, shout out uh, WHUS stores. Yep. We're up here in the student union right now. And, uh, you know, UConn's giving us those opportunities, so... Yeah. Thankful. Hashtag blessed. Pretty generous contract, too, so. Yeah, we're rolling in the dough, so. All right, so today we're going to get into the L.A. Olympics. Oh, let's do it. Let's talk some Olympics. So 2028 Olympics, officially in Los Angeles. Nice. Back in the States, I think, for the first time since Atlanta in 96, I want to say. Yeah, I think think that's right. Yep, and uh, what do you think? Is it? Is it cool to have it in the in the states, or is it hurting the country? Oh, I love I love having it in the states. It it should be in the states because why not have it in the country that dominates it every year? <laughs> why make our athletes go over there? Just stay here because we're gonna kill it anyway. Yeah, we are. But so the thing I'm worried about by 2028, are immigrants gonna be allowed in? <laughs> I don't think so. I have no idea the way things are going right now. I think it was a strategic move, and the U.S. is going to win every gold, silver, and bronze because no, uh, no foreign athletes are going to be allowed in. Oh, yeah. We're going to be losing. We're going to be doing all this stuff. We're going to be getting gold in things that we don't normally get gold in. It's just – I mean, I like it in L.A., though. I think it should be there. We've had all these, like, weird, like, out of the, like, blue, like, weird countries that are in before. Yeah, yeah. And now I just think that it should be the United States because I feel like we can do the best with it. I mean, it was in China. They did all right, but we went over there and dominated like we always do. So, As we should. As we should. Um, but, the you know, the people from Boston, they wanted to get the 20 – well, not the people. The government, the state wanted to get the 2020 Olympics in Boston. And the people, they kind of picketed. They they rioted a little bit. Ooh. They, there were protests. Yeah. And uh, they're saying, you know, the money should go towards – jobs and schools and infrastructure yeah. in the city yeah more toward the people instead of you know some sports event that's that's not really going to benefit the city yeah uh i you know i understand it from that side of things i think it'd be really cool if the olympics had been in boston you know yeah. nice short drive exactly from our you know our home here in connecticut we could head up there catch some some dope events yeah and uh but i don't know if i actually lived in the city that i was in like if i'm from la i don't know if i want it i mean it kind of causes problems within the city. There's going to be so much traffic, so many, you know, fans coming yeah, from other countries. I mean, I, LA's cool. already great... LA's already crazy with traffic, man. Yeah, you try to oh, go okay. anywhere, you're yeah. sitting in traffic. <laughs> and I feel like like the people in Boston I had a really good point with that cuz Boston like it's a great city, not the richest city. You go over to LA, you got all like that Silicon Valley, you got all those yeah. uber rich people or if they really needed to take it out of some taxes, like go for it. Like who cares? Even though I still feel like a lot of it would be paid, like we were talking about this before, like through sponsorships and stuff like that. But I just feel like L.A. is probably the better location for it anyway because also Boston's pretty pretty compact. And when you drive yeah. around there, it's like a maze. There's like random one ways. Like you like take a right turn and then like check it before you turn left. And then all of a sudden, like you you don't know where you are. <laughs> and like you're on a one way and then you're just like, all right. Yeah. And I heard they were going to put it right on like they're trying to get it waterside. Like downtown, in Boston? yeah. Like there's that no would be there. super cool, but it yeah, really what are you cool, doing? Like I don't, the people would never want to pay those taxes to put that in. No, yeah. And so you know, from that perspective, I understand some people, you know, not wanting it in the city, but 
And LA's already got a bunch of great facilities. I don't know what they would use, but like the Staples Center and stuff like that, you could yeah. probably use for things like the basketball part of it and all that stuff. So yeah, they got some huge uh, college football arenas out there. Exactly. You Obviously, don't really need so. to build that much, so. And hopefully, some of those buildings are still around. You know, they had the '84 Olympics there. Maybe they can renovate some of that. I don't know what what they did with those buildings, whether they took them down or if they're still up and usable. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, in the end, I think it'll be it'll be really cool. Hopefully, we can see some Americans uh, win. Oh, uh, we will. <laughs> Unfortunately, Usain Bolt's not going to be there. I mean, he just lost. I know. I was shocked. And do you see? He like pretty much guaranteed he was going to win. He did. He was saying, like, I think it was an interview or maybe it was Twitter. I don't know. But he was saying, yeah, it's going to be my last race. I'm going to go out on the top. I'm just going to win this world championship, and then I'm going to kind of <laughs> call it quits on my career. And he lost. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Who, so, He lost to what? Was it, what was his name? Gatlin? Was that yeah, the guy yeah, he lost to? Gatlin, Is he? Yeah. Uh, U.S. He's U.S.? Yeah. Put us on. Let's do it. Another Let's one. Go. Another one for the homeboys. Yeah, we're going to get, now we're going to win in all those 100-meter sprints and stuff, too. Like, it's game over. Other countries should just stay home. Agreed. We're definitely going to win those win those medals. Shout out to LA for hosting the Olympics. Hopefully it's a dope event. We got to wait a while to check it out though. It's like 10 years away, but yeah. Maybe we broke the news first. Right? Yeah. So. You never know how big uh Couchside Sports. Maybe we'd be there live. Yeah, 2028, who knows. 2028 who live knows? at the Olympics, so we'll see. All right. Well, we're going to move on to some uh preseason NFL injury talk. Ooh. You know it's a violent sport dangerous yeah a little bit but uh we got some big names going down yeah it's not good not good i mean nfl is still gonna be exciting oh for sure anybody's any, anybody who's playing like it's gonna be exciting yeah so we got sterling shepherd had a scare yeah he was like carted off the field Oof. turns out he's he's pretty much fine he's like day to day okay probably will be back for week one uh we saw Will Fuller's out a couple months, two to three months. Yeah. He's that's a pretty a shame. big asset for the Texans. Yeah, he's pretty fast. Yeah. And uh Quincy Nunwa just went down Oof. a couple hours ago, I heard. Ananua? That's the guy. And an enemy? So uh yeah, he had a neck injury. Oh, those are the worst. You yeah. you hate seeing those. He's out he's out for the rest of the season, unfortunately. <sighs> And then we got the big one, Ryan Tannehill. Looks Oof. like he's out for the year with uh, some type of leg injury. I don't know if they've classified it. I think it's an MCL. R.I.P. Miami. Yeah. So I would have said they were the closest competition to uh, the Patriots in the AFC East, even though— Closest you can get. Yeah. Realistically, <laughs> no competition. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, now they go sign Jay Cutler. Your thoughts? Uh, I think that Jay Cutler was signed just because the— uh, Coach of the Dolphins used to coach the Bears, so he's got a little fami- familiarity with him over there. You know, the season's like we're still a little ways away, but the season's starting to creep up on us now. So I feel like he just went with Jay because he he was pretty good in his offense, and he knows what he's doing with Jay. I still think that Kaepernick is more talented, for sure. Yeah, and that he really does deserve a job. And all these like, white owners that are like, "Oh, I don't want to have to deal with that. That's a problem in the locker room." Like, no. Eighty percent of the eighty uh, percent of the locker room is African American, so I don't know what you're talking about. They'll agree with him, and a lot of America America agrees with him. And he's not really like he's just a social activist. He's not like causing like too many problems. He just knelt for a song, like that's it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying. Definitely didn't mean no disrespect. Yeah, but uh, we'll get to him in the Ravens situation in a little bit. Uh, I I actually think Jay Cutler is a little underappreciated. Yeah. 
I mean, everybody trashes his name. They're like, oh, he throws so many picks. He never wins games. Realistically, there's a lot of teams who I think would love to have him. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, he's top 15 quarterback, maybe. Right, right on the cusp. Top 15, right on the cusp. I don't know. Right on the cusp. He, yeah. I think mean, right. realistically, he is talent, talent-wise. I mean, he's a good, he's a good quarterback. He's not super athletic, so none of these these guys who are promoting Cam Newton, RG three, Johnny Manziel type quarterbacks yeah. out of college, they don't like him. But I mean, what, you don't you don't need the athletic skills. What was he doing before he got signed by the Dolphins? Was he just going to retire? He was considering retirement. I mean, he got waived by the Bears. Yeah. And no one was signing him. Yeah. No one was reaching out to him. Yeah. Which, you know, at his age makes sense. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the Dolphins are a perfect fit. Like you said, Adam Gase yep. has, you know, chemistry, familiarity with him. Yeah. And he's just a one-year rental. It's not like they're putting all their chips on uh, you know, on Jay Cutler, hoping he's going to lead the franchise for the next few years. No, exactly. Tannehill's their guy. Exactly, because they gave him so much him money. In. Yeah, they, they gave Tannehill yeah. a big contract. I don't think they're Crazy ready to move on from him. I still definitely think. not. I still think that there are better options than Jay Cutler, but it's the familiarity thing. So yeah, definitely. And I I, th- I heard that Cutler was pretty against accepting the job, but Adam Gase would not take no for an answer. Really, he was really pushing for him to come in. Hey, so. Why are you turning down ten mil, dude? Like, yeah, you're not going to win anything, but just play one more year, get ten mil. Who never knows? Like, who knows? You could like end up having a pretty good. Dolphins? Yeah, one year, ten mil. That's. I take that tomorrow. Yeah, I feel like I feel like uh, you know you might not have that much success, but you never know what happens. The NFL is a crazy, crazy sport, a crazy league. Yep. People go down, things happen. You know that wild card in that AFC is it's attainable. Yeah, definitely. If you know if they had Tannehill, it would be. And Cutler, if he plays like the guy we used to know him as, especially from his Denver days. Even the Chicago days. I mean, they have a good defense. That's what they're going to be riding. Uh, you know, they can hand the ball off a lot. And, uh, you know, Jay Ajayi really came along yeah, last year. he's good. So he's they nice. can just run the ball through him. Their defense is solid, the defense too. defense can, uh, can hold it up. I don't think Cutler's got to do a whole lot. I don't think he does either. I don't know exactly what they're sporting for, like, wide receivers over there. But... Yeah. And I know he's used to having pretty big targets. Brandon Marshall... Yeah. Countless amounts of times. Yeah. Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll see. But, you know, guys have resurrected their careers pretty late into their, uh, you know, mid-30s, late-30s. Carson Palmer did it. Yeah. I thought he was gone. I don't even yeah. remember him playing for, like, a stretch of two, three years, and all of a sudden, you know, he's leading the Cardinals. And he's always a sleeper every year. He's a sleeper yeah. every year for fantasy, too, if you guys are listening to play fantasy. Yeah, he's that's a sleeper. true. That's true. And uh, speaking of fantasy... When these type of injuries occur with guys getting hurt before the season starts, um, you know, how worried are you in a fantasy draft that you pick a guy and, you know, he goes down for the rest of the season? How is it affecting those type of players? Um, I feel like the NFL is just so crazy. It's so violent that people are going to get hurt. So, like, you shouldn't really fret about it that much because chances are probably, like, a 100% chance you're going to have at least one injury on your team that yeah, always yeah. happens. So when it comes to drafting people that are injured now, obviously you have to look at their timetable for of like return and stuff and see really what's going to happen. You know, do they have a pretty good backup that is going to fill in for their spot for the first few weeks and maybe perform really well? And then you know somebody could fall out of the rotation. But I feel like somebody like an Alshon Jeffrey who went down, 
Um, I would still try to draft him maybe like a little bit later than expected, but also that also helps other targets like Zach Ertz, the tight end. I mean, he did really well at the end of last year. I mean, now they have Alshon, so he's going to lose targets to him. But for those first few weeks, if Alshon's out, then Zach Ertz is going to be a target. So you can take a gamble on that tight end and then see what happens. Obviously, I wouldn't. I don't. I don't think you should have Zach Ertz as your number one tight end. But yeah, yeah, of course. And and this would apply to guys who are suspended as well. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with if your league employs the IR slot. Yeah. I'm Which big, it should. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of the IR slot. All the leagues that I run and uh, all the leagues I believe I've done with you, yep. we have at least one IR spot uh, set up, especially for football. Yeah. For basketball, I think it's less important, and uh, we can talk about why when we get to basketball season. But for football, like you said, if you don't have a guy go down, like a starter get hurt for a significant amount of time, you really lucked out. Exactly. Every year it happens. And if you don't have an IR slot, it's, it's really a killer because your bench is really important too. You don't want them eating up space, getting no points on the bench. So Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's like you said, it's just a violent game. It's going to happen. And uh, speaking of violence in uh, football, you know there's been a lot of talk about the concussions recently. Oh, yeah. A lot of uh, players, you know, getting their brains tested for CTE and retiring early. Yep, yep. And a lot of people are concerned about, like, the future of football and where it's headed. My guy Jamal Adams from the Jets had a little bit of a reverse take on this one. Yeah. And uh, he said, and I quote, the football field is a great place to die. (laughs) That was his response when asked about the whole concussion issues. That's a a crazy comment, first of all. It is. It is. Very controversial. (laughs) I mean, okay, so I don't know necessarily how many NFL players have died on the field, but I I do know. Just one. Just one? Just one. And it wasn't a concussion thing. It was like a, he got hit from behind and something happened in his neck. You know, like When was that? This had to be in the 70s or 80s. Okay. Because I know like a lot of times I've heard a lot of stories about high school football players dying on the field and stuff like that. But yeah. I don't think they like a NFL, like these guys should be pretty well trained. I know a lot of them are, he- some of them are headhunters and stuff like that. But I just feel like the NFL, like, you really need to enforce those rules, like ex- extremely. Like, you have to be strict about it, because if you have somebody out there leading with his head and stuff like that, that's not good. I feel like they should like. I don't know what's the deal now. Do they get like a suspension, or do they just get fined for leading with the head? I think they just get fined, right? Well, you get both. It's up to the league's protocol, yeah. but they have suspended guys. I mean, obviously James Harrison. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's yeah, been true, fined yeah. a bunch, but I'm pretty sure he's been suspended. Um, I think Brandon Merriweather back when he played for the Pats. Oh, he would he go with his head. head. He would go with his head he all the, the head time. Head. And uh, so, yeah, guys guys do get punished fairly severely, and the rules are changing yeah. to try to avoid those type of things. But honestly, I don't have a huge problem with what Jamal Adams said. I don't it, either. It's it's always been pretty much a fact that if you are an NFL player or in any real profession for an athlete, you're going to probably have a shorter lifespan just because of the toll it takes on your body Yeah, and the risks that – you you know subject yourselves to yeah but i don't think there's ever going to be a time where people aren't going to say oh maybe i lose a couple years on my life but i make millions of dollars that's always going to appeal to somebody yeah and i don't know it seems like the whole culture of sports is changing because that used to be something that people would get behind laying all out there on the field yeah like you know sacrificing for your team all this type of stuff obviously i'm not promoting people taking headshots and 
getting years cut off their life due to concussions. Like yeah. I, I agree, we need to suspend people, find people, and uh, you know bend the rules to try to avoid those things. But I don't really have a problem with what he said. Yeah. Did you look at? Did you see the uh, comment that Tom Brady made? I did not. So uh, it came out somewhere that some that Tom Brady was playing with a concussion last year. Oh yeah, yeah. And they asked him about it, and he was just like, yeah, "I don't think that's anybody's business." So yeah. like, mm-hmm. I actually kind of like that comment too, because I I know like it's a big deal like concussions and stuff like that. Any injury with the head, anything with your brain rocking around in your skull is not good. But like, Tom Brady was like, "It's not your business." You know, if I if I'm gonna if I want to tell you that I had a concussion, then I can tell you. But otherwise, like, just like lay off because it's a big yeah, deal. He doesn't want he doesn't want people being like, oh, like all up in arms about it. But I think the big deal with that too is by the rules of the NFL, you have to list guys on like the injury report each week. Yeah, and you have to record these things. Like the the medical staff, you know, it's probably in their like contract obligations to do so. Yeah. So I think that was what the big issue with that was but that would just be my guess i agree you know they don't necessarily have to say every small injury that every player has and i understand what tom was doing there and uh i don't know unfortunately i think it'll lead to the continuation of patriots conspiracy theories pretty much just because we're the best i hate that people that don't like the patriots don't like success Oh, Spygate. Okay, they're not the yeah. only team that does that. Exactly. They, they yeah. are just so successful that they have that. They're constantly under the microscope. And then Deflategate, too. Like, Indianapolis Colts, their footballs were deflated as well. And yeah. I saw That's a graphic insane. I saw a graphic that was um, showed, like, the PSI of the footballs that they've used for, like, every game for a while, like, years back. And it showed exactly, like, where it was. And there were a ton of games where the ball was under-deflated. Yep, and I actually saw a scientific like report video saying that in that temperature and the conditions they oh, were playing in, if the balls were set at like a reasonable PSI by halftime or by the end of the game, like three hours after they were measured, it's like reasonable that they would be low. Yeah, like yeah, I I don't understand these other people that are like, oh, they did it on purpose. Like, have you never been playing basketball outside? Left your basketball out in the cold, and then went yeah. back out the next morning and tried to bounce it, and it was like deflated. That it happens. It's it's science. Yeah. Like you got people denying science, like people de- denying climate change. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, whoa. Let's not get too deep science, here. Let's like... not get too deep here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll we'll get off the you know harping on the Patriots defense there. You guys, yeah, have probably heard that before. But uh, you mentioned it earlier, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Uh, there was a sticky situation with the Baltimore Ravens mm-hmm. this past week. And like you said, the uh, the owner, Steve Bishotti, pretty much declined the signing. Coach uh, Jim, John John Harbaugh, not Jim. <laughs> Although Jimmy is a great coach. We'll shout him out real quick. Yeah. But John Harbaugh, coach of the Ravens, and GM Ozzie Newsom were completely behind it. They wanted to bring Kaepernick in, especially since Flacco is out for an undisclosed amount of time. It could be just... A couple weeks, it could be a couple months. Who knows? He's got a back problem. And uh, I think Kaepernick could have helped them win games. But the owner, as of now, is stepping in and saying, let's hold the horses here. I don't know if I want to bring this guy in. And uh, I know you're pretty passionate about it, so yeah. you want to give your thoughts? I really think that they should have signed him. I don't know why they didn't. Um, actually, I do know why they didn't, because the white owner of the Baltimore Ravens is afraid. But um, if you think of it, like especially in a city like Baltimore where a lot of stuff happens, you know, that Kaepernick stood up against, like, you know, like 
racial profiling with police and police brutality and stuff like that against people of color. I really feel like if he went to Baltimore, it would have been like huge. It'd have been a great story. You know, he could have like he could have done so much for that city. I feel like, yeah, and I true. really think that that owner was just being selfish. I don't know if he's racist. I'm not gonna call no, him yeah, racist because I, I don't know, but. I just feel like he was trying to avoid a situation that he could see being bad, but I really don't think it would be bad. And I feel like, yes, there are a lot of people out there that were really offended by him kneeling during the national anthem, but I feel like they're not actually like seeing what he was trying to stand up for. It wasn't anything against any veterans or anything like that. Like He said that he yeah. respects mm-hmm. veterans and stuff like that. It was more just about what we said before with people of color being mistreated in this country. Yeah, and I think... What Steve Bishotti was trying to do is make a business decision instead of a football decision. Yeah. Because football-wise, it's obvious what needed to be done. They need a quarterback. They need a guy. Even if Kaepernick could come in and win them one extra game, that could be the difference between a playoff spot and not making the playoffs. And, uh, you know, who knows what happens once you make the playoffs. You can go all the way, and the Ravens have done that before. So I think football-wise, he made a bad decision. Business-wise, he's just worried about the complications that it could bring. And I might not agree with the thought process there, mm-hmm. but it, there definitely is potential for, you know, problems. People who don't like Kaepernick could definitely come to the stadium and cause issues. Yeah. People who are against what he's doing, you know, they're very outspoken about it. And so I understand, you know, what he was trying to do there. The only thing that I don't get is I think he would bring more fans to Baltimore Yes. And he would bring jersey sales to Baltimore. Yep. I mean, it's just, it's like the Tebow effect at this point. Yeah. Wherever Tebow goes, people love him and they hate him. People are buying But the Tebow's. bottom line is he makes you more money than yeah. you're going to lose. So, people I don't know, are it buying, seems like uh, money-wise and football-wise, it makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. Who you knows? Look at, maybe, you look at maybe Tebow. things will change. Look at Tebow because people are buying his minor league baseball jersey. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason the Mets took him on yeah. to the minor league team. And he's actually doing pretty well. Is but he? Yeah, he's not. He's not doing bad at all. So he, do you think he's deserved his spot or no? I think he does actually. Yeah, he does. All right. you know, it's okay. weird because he's like one of the older guys in the minor leagues. But yeah. But just to wrap up the Kaepernick thing, I really think yeah. that he would have done great. He, would, I think he would have been great for Baltimore, and I'm just really disappointed that they decided not to sign him. I wonder where he's going to end up. I really do think he deserves a job, and I'm looking at possibility of Indianapolis, maybe. Really? Oh, yeah, if Luck is out long-term. Yeah, because I think, and even even if he is, like, playing still, like, they were a 500 team with him. Yeah, but I would never say Kaepernick over Luck. No, but also Luck has not proven that he's really that durable. So, I mean, he, he, I mean, he does yeah. get hit a lot, too, but. And I, you never know what the uh, the contract situation is like. I know earlier in the year, Kaepernick was looking for large amounts of money. Yeah. And I think that was a little bit hot-headed on his behalf. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got to be conscious of your situation and your talent. And he does definitely deserve to play. I agree with you there. But if he's going out and asking for a huge contract, I definitely understand the holdup on that side of things as well. Yeah, especially if uh, if a team's going to sign him to be the backup, you don't want to spend a ton of money on your backup quarterback. I mean, he would be probably the best backup in the league, but still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. was last year. I mean, yeah. they, they started Blaine Gabbert. That's unbelievable. Yeah, that was crazy. And then, I mean, I, I'd imagine that San Francisco is predominantly white or something like that. I don't know if that had to do with anything, but like... I don't know, I don't the, know why I don't know they were the starting. the white-black thing has 
don't know. Why were you starting Blaine Gabbert then? Like, I think it was a coaching decision. They brought in. I mean, Kaepernick was Jim Harbaugh's guy. Yeah, that's I don't true. think the organization, the the management, the GMs, and everything were completely behind the Kaepernick instead of Alex Smith decision a few years ago. Yeah, and I think that that was kind of a grudge they were holding. And I think they wanted to succeed with Blaine Gabbert to say we can do it this way too, and we don't need him. So there's definitely complications and <sighs> look how that stu- worked out. Yeah, stupidity <laughs> on on both sides of the uh, the football there. And oh, also, did you see Richard Sherman take on this situation? No. What did he say? He just he was in a a press conference in Seattle, and he just started naming quarterbacks who are worse than Kaepernick that shouldn't have Oh, I actually didn't see that. That's so... He went at uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He was like, he's terrible. What's what's he doing (laughs) playing for the Jets? Yeah. He's awful. I can't remember the other guys. I think he named two more. Did he name Osweiler? (laughs) Yes, he definitely named Osweiler, which is true. Yeah, he's trash. And, uh, you know, I think there's plenty of quarterbacks who start who don't... who are not better than Kaepernick. Oh, no, of course. And And... He like Kaepernick brought the 49ers to the playoffs, and then you look at him like, and oh, the he Super Bowl. Yeah, like, and then they're like trying to say like, oh, look, he wasn't that successful after. But look mm-hmm. at the team that was around him, like, yeah. Well, who's, you could also say who's being a boss on that team, like, who the what was their like best receiver? It was like, what's his last name? last year? The when he yeah when they were struggling, what was it? Their best receiver was what? I'm pretty sure they they. His name is like. I mean, they had um, Tory Smith for a little bit. He was yeah. Tory Smith is one of the better. Anquan Bolden was there. Yeah, that's what I was trying um, to think about. I think that might have been like the year before. Yeah, yeah. Bolden was on the was he on the Ravens last year? I think so. I think he went back to the Ravens. Yeah, because yeah, he started. He was like there that. before. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. We might be tripping, but anyway. <laughs> Everybody be tripping. Yeah, that's the whole Colin Kaepernick situation. And speaking of football, yep, football was back last week. We had the uh, the Hall of Fame game, Cardinals Cowboys. Ooh, and honestly, I wasn't that excited for it. But I was like, "Hey, I'll throw it on." Football is kind of back, and at that time, I was more on the side of it's not back until the regular season starts. I'm on that side. I got to be honest with you though. I flipped the TV on. Al, Al Michaels' voice came out of the, <laughs> the box in front of me, <laughs> and all of a sudden, I had like nostalgia going on. I, it was it was a late, cold fall Sunday night. <laughs> that's that's what was going on in my head. I was like, "Wow, Chris Collinsworth, we need to get rid of him." <laughs> when he started talking, it kind of disappeared. But Al Michaels, that's the man right there. When I heard him start talking on the air, I was like, "Whoa, football is back." Yeah, I saw a thing um, on Yahoo Sports. They're talking about it, and it says right here: "It says according to Sports Media Watch, 8.2 million people turned in uh, turned tuned in to watch the Hall of Fame game." And the highest-rated game in the NBA playoffs before the finals was 8.1 million. Wow, that's crazy. So, like, I guess a lot of people watched it. A lot of people are excited for football. Football is the it's number one sport, sport yeah, in America. Sport, easily. I still think baseball is the pastime, but that's why the keyword pastime. Yeah, I agree with that, yeah. I feel like football has really taken over. Because where, where else do you find American football? Nowhere. 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 The closest thing you got is rugby. Shout out to All Blacks from New Zealand. Oh, man, rugby is a tough sport, man. No pads, and they level each other. Yeah. That's, you want to talk about crazy. concussions in the NFL? I wonder what I don't know rugby. how there's yeah. not more concussions, but they say it's because when you're not protected, then you're not gonna you, do hit, it hard, you yeah. hit safer and yeah. cleaner, and you're smarter about it. So, yeah. And I think that's a pretty valid argument, but I'd, I I'd agree love that, to yeah. see the concussion numbers yeah. in rugby. That's true. But uh, 
the one thing I didn't like about last Thursday with the Hall of Fame game, there were almost no starters playing. I know the Cowboys didn't play a single starter. The Cardinals, all of their big names did not play. So from a entertainment side of things, I was watching a bunch of guys I had never heard of for the <laughs> most part. But, uh, you know, it was fun. And there was one guy who there was a punt, and it looked like he fumbled it at first. And everyone was like, ah, he's cut, he's cut, he's gone. <laughs> so like that part of it was pretty fun because yeah. like, every time a guy made a mistake, it's like, oh, he's gone. That's it. That's <laughs> it, man. That man just lost millions of dollars. Yeah, but, right. uh, yeah, that guy, he actually didn't drop the punt. I guess a guy on the other team touched it first, then he tried okay. to scoop it up. So he knew the rules. And afterwards, my guy Al Michaels was kind of like, you know what? He's going to earn a spot for that. Yeah. So, But, yeah, it's fun to see guys ruin their futures. <laughs> Uh, but as for the guys who actually made the Hall of Fame, some of the big names, we had Kurt Warner, Terrell Davis, Ludanian Tomlinson, Jason Taylor. There's another guy from the Seahawks. He was a linebacker. I'd never heard of him. He was like Kenny Easley. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, kicker, Morton Anderson. Ooh, a kicker. Nice. Yeah. I think he was like the third ever and the first like true place kicker. Oh, wow. To make it. So that was kind of cool. Um, but what do you think? Do you think all those guys deserved Hall of Fame inductions? Kurt Warner, 100%, yes. 100%. Uh, Terrell Davis, yes. The thing against Terrell, though, he basically played four or five seasons. That was it. True. He had four great seasons, and they won two Super Bowls. And then the next three years, he was injured most of the year. I think the most games he played in those last three years of his career was like five games. Yeah. So that was the uh, the argument against him making it, but on sheer talent. Yeah, sheer talent because, like, also, like, injuries, that's just a tough break for him, honestly. Because if he wasn't hurt, I feel like he would have continued that, like, level of play he had before. So it's, like, that's why you look at... Kind of like Notorious (laughs) B.I.G. Exactly. And then you you look at um, Yao Ming, too, like... Yeah, sure, yeah. He he didn't have that long of a career. And he made the Hall of Fame, too, so... Exactly, because he's 7'6", and his knees were like, dude, I cannot support him. (laughs) (laughs) Him and Shaq used to have crazy he battles. Was, he was like a skinny 300. Yeah, he was <laughs> wild. Um, you but, never uh, see that. You never yeah. see that. LT, of course. Yeah, oh, he was a goat. LT's I remember, a beast. Um, I don't remember what Madden it was. I want to say 08. <laughs> and I would make like... Throwing it back. Oh, yeah. Madden 08. I remember Put the team on the cover, back, though. No. <laughs> there was also one with Brian Erlacher on the cover. That might have been 08. Ooh, Maybe it was earlier. Erlacher. I feel like that would have been earlier. But anyway... LT was a guy. I'd always draft him when I did, like, my seasons, you know? Oh, yeah. That was, like, the OG fantasy. Yeah, right? If you ever did that. You, you franchise season. Mode. Yeah, franchise <laughs> mode, yeah. And LT that? was always my first draft pick because I rigged the simulators to give me the first pick. Always. <laughs> As always. As if you, you don't, If you don't, just return the game. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, LT, I used to love him. Jason Taylor. Yeah, he, he was a menace. It. Yeah, he was a beast over there in Miami, man. And uh, I know Tom Brady said, I don't remember if it was back in the day when they were actually having their battles or recently because he got inducted, but he said Jason Taylor was one of the best players he ever played against. Oh, yeah. I believe it. That man that man is a savage. And I don't Big know. Big dude, too. Off the top of my head, I can't remember a time that Tom Brady didn't speak 100% truth and facts. No, yeah, every time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Jason Taylor's in just off off the word of Tom Brady. <laughs> and uh but yeah that was a pretty cool game can't wait for the preseason to start maybe uh tebow will come out of retirement play a couple preseason games 
Tebow. But the real season he's starts. He's hitting home uh, runs now, man. He's hitting home yeah, runs. Yeah, yeah, I know. He, I think he not hit, really, I think he How hit many a, home runs does he really No, hit? he actually has like six, and he hit like a walk-off, too. All right, that's impressive. I looked at his stats. <laughs> I mean, he's in like he's in like high, like single A, which is like one of the low like. Oh, is that the lowest? I thought he got moved up recently. He was in he was in like short season low A, and then they moved him up to wow. high. Twenty seven years old, but yeah, well, he got a late start. He's probably making enough money to support himself and the family he doesn't have. <laughs> exactly. I mean, <laughs> he has all the money from before, and I'm pretty sure when someone buys his jersey, he still gets it, even though he's not in. Oh yeah, though. definitely. And people, I, I guarantee you, people are probably still buying Tebow jerseys. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, you know what we forgot to get to? What we forget? We got a, a tweet sent in to us by a dedicated oh, listener yeah. and follower. Oh, yeah. NC Jets. Ooh. Nick Coda. Shout and, out. Uh, he tweeted at us. You want to read it off? Or? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, pick, I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up real quick. All right, yeah. We'll get the official quote for you guys. Yeah, yeah. But, Official uh, question. Yeah, and as always, you guys can hit us up on Twitter at Couchside Sports, spelled with a Z. With as a Z. In, instead of the second S in sports, it's a Z. Yep. Uh, hit us up. Send us in questions, comments, anything. Uh, let us know how we're doing. And uh, we'll interact with you and we'll answer your questions on air. Yeah. Just like we're doing with at NC Jets, Nick Coda. Yeah, so we had to give him a shout out because he had a pretty good question we talked about earlier. The uh, direct quote was. At Couchside Sports with a Z. With a Z. Your thoughts on this Jay Cutler signing, despite a much younger and available Kaepernick, Ooh. which we covered. Ooh. We did cover that. He did say you're with like an R-E, like you are. Oh, well, then we can't we can't discuss But, this. like, come on, yeah. Nick. We can't address We went that, to high then. school with you. Yep. you know, you know your grammar. Come on, man. Uh, I know it's Twitter. I disagree. But... <laughs> I disagree. I had some classes with him. I'm not so sure. <laughs> but he thrived at URI, so if you're, if you're listening, I'm proud of your education. And I think you're doing great. He's doing things. big things. I saw. Things. I'm, I, I got. I'm connected with him on LinkedIn. So I got a new job. Yeah, I'm yeah. Say congrats to him. Good yeah. job. Doing big things. I know it. We should get connected with uh, some professional athletes on LinkedIn. Oh yeah, you Jimmy Butler. Would Jimmy Butler? Would you accept? My, oh, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, would Jimmy. Would you accept my LinkedIn uh, <laughs> request? He probably wouldn't. He probably wouldn't. You He's saw not taking he was, any uh, questions. Yeah. He was ducking some people the other day too. Yeah. They're like, what about what we think about Kyrie? He's like, I don't know who that is. Yeah. He's. <laughs> I don't know. Something's wrong with Jimmy. I thought he'd be happy once he got traded, but he's a he's a stubborn man, kind of like yeah. KD. KD kind of evolved the same way. Oh, Went man. from a quiet guy to now just a media hater. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Jimmy, we might we we got to give him another call soon. We do. I mean, he goes to Minnesota. I mean, we always talk about how it's cold over there, and like that's just really gotten to his heart. He's got a cold heart now. I feel like. Yep. Yeah. Once training camp starts. We'll give him a call, get an update, maybe on how uh, hoarse Tom Thibodeau's voice is, first day of practice. <laughs> Tom Thibodeau, oh my God, does that guy like, like, get a cough drop or something? Right? <laughs> it's always just like, he's taking the three, and then we're gonna play defense. <laughs> it's a pride thing. He he sounds like, picture Darth Vader with a speech <sighs> problem, with a voice <sighs> problem, as if he doesn't already have one. But that's what it's like. It really. Jimmy, is. you need to. Nah, he can't, he can't talk like that. <laughs> he like, it's almost like he slurs his words because his voice is so just beat. It's, it's like day one. Yeah, since he's just, he was born yelling and just yeah. not stopped mm-hmm. yelling. Yeah, he talks to his wife in the same fashion. He talks to his players. He <laughs> must. for dinner. He must. He must. Uh, so we're going to move on to our recurring segment. Ooh. Ooh. Quickly becoming one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. Breaking news. 
That isn't news. That isn't news. Where, as always, we get into some headlines that really shouldn't be a big surprise to sports fans everywhere because, you know, at this point we should just see it coming. Yeah. All right, so I think you got one uh, popped up there. You want to address a hot headline first here for us? All right, so breaking news that isn't news. This is a big one. All right, I'm scrolling through hoops rumors. Ooh. Headline reads, Pistons have interest in Kyrie Irving. Wow. The Pistons. The Pistons. Yeah, no shit, Hoops Runners. <laughs> Thank you for telling me that. If you're an NBA team and you don't have interest in Kyrie Irving, then I don't know what you're doing and you should be moved to the WNBA or something because this guy is a, this guy is an elite talent. You have to be interested in him. It's just interest. It's not even like making offers and stuff like that. It's just literally picking up the phone and being like, hey, like, what pieces would you be interested in if we wanted to get Kyrie? Of course they're interested. Especially Detroit, a, a team that's like, I don't know what we're doing. I mean, they like what they lost KCP, but they did pick up Avery Bradley. Yep, yep. They, they gave got, a bunch of money to uh, Reggie Jackson, who yeah, hasn't Reggie really Jackson. lived up to anything. You got Drummond over there hitting thirty percent of his free throws. You need something. That man got to go underhand. I'm for real. Why not? Like, sh- bring it back. I think it's a pride thing. I would, if I was him, like I would shoot underhand. You can make fun of me with all you want. I'd rather be made fun of for making 65% of my free throws underhand than I would shooting normally and only making 30. So, like, yeah. And those are all, that's points. That's free points, Drummond. That's the page of stats. So, shocker, Pistons want Kyrie Irving on their team. Wow. That's crazy. Shocker. Wow. <laughs> well, my breaking news that isn't news. This is a pretty funny one. This is. Very not the Patriot way, but I still love it. <laughs> uh, Patriot season ticket holders, to their incredible surprise, in their envelopes with containing their season tickets, usually they get preseason games and they get home games. Yep. This year, AFC championship tickets were included. Yeah, as they should be. Very bold. As they should be. They should be. <laughs> they should be. And uh, like I said, this is breaking news that isn't news because we know the Patriots are going to make the AFC championship game. I know, they're going to make the and, Super Bowl. And we're pretty sure it's going to be at home. And so I love this move, but it's very unpatriot way, I would say. If Bill <laughs> Belichick heard this, I don't think you'd be happy. I don't think many of the players like that. They never <laughs> try to put out that like cockiness. Everybody does it for them. That's the thing with the Patriots. It's stupid people like us go around talking them up, and they're always like, ah, we're just doing our thing. They're the best team Low in key. the NFL. It is, but we do all the talk for them, so it's surprising to see, uh, you know, them take that stance. Yeah. But the fact that they think they're going to make the AFC Championship game, they're right on with that. Look at them. That's that's what they should do. Look, just look at not, the names. Not a surprise. Look not at a surprise. names, man. Tom Brady, <laughs> B. Cooks, Julian Edelman, Rob Gronkowski. Then you got on defense, you got Stephon Gilmore newly signed. You got mm-hmm. Malcolm Butler. You got uh, yeah. Uh, Dante Hightower, like, yeah. your team, yeah, is <laughs> just ridiculous. So, like, yeah. what can you say, man? And also, you got Jimmy G, so. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with Jimmy G. I feel like Brady's got a few you know, like years left in him, so either they're going to like trade him or Jimmy G's like, I'm sticking on because Belichick's not retired soon. Yeah, but they're <laughs> going to have to give him a dumb big contract to keep him. An unrestricted free agency? Yeah, that is tough. true. But if anyone could do it. I got my faith in Bill. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got Skip Bayless over there saying that he thinks Belichick's going to cut or trade Brady. 
which is absolutely ridiculous. And to quote Stephen A. Smith, <laughs> stay off the, the weed. weed. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I think uh, Belichick's going to cut or trade Tom Brady, and then that, yeah, that's why first take got rid of you. You don't yeah, know what you're real. talking about. Now you're what undisputed with Shannon Sharp. I think they do better. Does numbers, anybody though. understand what Shannon Sharp says when he talks? That's disrespectful. <laughs> LeBron James <laughs> is the greatest athlete of all time. <laughs> but yeah, that is uh, breaking news. They belong there. Absolutely, they do. And now we're gonna get into a little baseball talk. Oh yeah. Trade deadline went down. And as always, we have our in-house baseball correspondent, Michael Burke, covering it. Over here. And so we're going to get into a little baseball talk. Baseball. Play ball. Satisfying all of your baseball needs. All right. <laughs> so let's talk some baseball, people. Let's go. I know we don't talk about baseball that much, but... Yeah, let's get into it. Trade deadline happened July 31st. There were a few uh, quite big trades. One actually happened after the trade deadline that was happened recently. And How did that happen? Um, so basically what baseball is, after the trade deadline, you can still trade players, but you have to put them on waivers first. So once you put them on waivers, teams have the right to say yay or nay. Mm. And then it smells who, like a loophole to me. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is because it reeks of a loophole. But that's the thing is, you, is if you put a, a player on waivers, then the worst team gets their like decision first, and then they could claim yeah. it and be like, yeah, and then they're, they're not going to give you anything that you want. So it doesn't happen that often. But one happened: uh, the Mariners acquired Yonder Alonso, the first baseman from the A's. He's having a pretty good season, breaking out over there. Oh yeah. Last time I checked, he had 20 bombs, sitting like 270. So 20 bombs. That man should be arrested. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's a pretty good pickup for uh, the Mariners. They need some help over there. They got Robbie Cano, don't you know? And then you know, really the All Star Game hero. The All Star Game hero, exactly. So uh, I don't really know about like finessing on that because they traded what they traded um, in exchange for a minor league outfielder. Oh Boog. Yeah. We got to get in. This is who got finessed. This is who got finessed. Yeah, absolutely. So, so it was Yonder Alonso for his his first name is Boog, B O O G, Boog Powell. Um, baseball is like different. Baseball is hard to say who got finessed because you don't really know until the prospects that get traded really come up in the in into the majors and see how they perform. Uh, if I was a GM in, in baseball, I really wouldn't hold prospects that high. I would I would trade a lot of my prospects because the majority of them don't work out. So, like, if, I, if I'm going to get a proven guy, a proven all-star to help my team, even if he's just a rental, I would take a proven all-star over, like, two, maybe. I don't know. Because so they could be a lifelong minor leaguer and you don't even know it. Yeah, yeah, sure. So would you say this is kind of like going to your local farmer's market and trading a chicken for a, chicken for a basket of eggs and hoping they turn into chickens? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Depending on what equipment that you have at your house, maybe you have some uh, nice incubating equipment. I don't know. What I don't know what the life. Are they fertilized? I don't know. Eggs that you get. I know. I usually just buy eggs get. in a box and put them in the freezer. You put them in the freezer. You freeze your fridge, eggs. Fridge, I was gonna fridge. say you freeze your eggs. Yeah, my bad. That's, my that's, bad. A, that's, a, that's a weird method there, but I yeah, mean, mm. if that's what you enjoy. <laughs> no, definitely not. 
All right. So after after we talked about that one, we got another one. The Rockies uh, picked up Pat Nishik. He's got a, he's a pitcher, relief pitcher. Uh, they needed some help in their bullpen. They're uh, quite a ways behind the Dodgers, which is crazy because the Dodgers have like 70 wins. But if they were in any other division in the National League, they would be right in the playoff race. They'd actually be leading probably the uh, NL Central, I believe, because the Cubs haven't been doing well. But wow. they needed somebody to set up to get to their closer, Greg Holland. And he is that guy for them. You know, he's been pitching really well lately. He's got an ERA of like 1.12, which is which is absolutely phenomenal. So I don't also, know. I know people with GPAs that low that get kicked out of school. <laughs> see, GPA and ERA are totally different. Oh, it's the opposite. You want a low ERA. <laughs> but uh, he also has um, 10 strikeouts per nine, which is pretty cool. So yeah. That's pretty good. So I and then they uh, picked him up. They traded minor league infielder Jose Gomez and minor league right-handers J.D. Hammer and Alejandro Requena. Um, J.D. Hammer, just based on the name, feel like he's going to be a stud. So I don't know. Uh, I agree. I mean, when you, any anytime you like you get up to bat and you're like, who's this guy? Like, J.D. Hammer. Like, oh shit. Oh, hey now. <laughs> like, so. Uh, I don't know. I feel like the the Rockies did. They needed that trade, so I don't know who got really finessed there. That's like Pat Nishik is a rental, and they didn't really need the Phillies. Didn't need him. The Phillies are garbage. So I feel like uh, it was a good trade for both sides. Yeah. So no no finessing there. No finessing there. Next trade we got is the Royals acquired Melky Cabrera and Cash. Don't forget about the Cash uh, from the White Sox, and they got back minor league righty AJ Puckett. And minor league lefty Andre Davis. Um, Melky played for the Royals before. He's familiar with uh, the stadium. He's familiar with everything with there. And they're in the middle of a uh, tight playoff race with the Indians. I think last time I checked, they were only like a game or a half a game back. So, and I'm like, and a month ago, people were saying Royals deadline. They need they need to trade. Like they're not getting anywhere, but they've picked it up. So I mean, Melky's uh, Melky's doing really well. Uh, I think that was a great trade for them. Again, it's minor leaguers. You don't know how they're going to pan out. Um, Bunch of eggs. And the White Sox, like, I think it was a good trade for the White Sox because they've been doing this lately where they traded Chris Sale to the Red Sox and they got back Yoan Moncada, who's really, really nice. He's going to be a stud. They traded away Jose Quintana and they got a bunch of like um, good prospects from the Cubs. So they're just trying to load up on those prospects to eventually maybe flip them or, you know, try to develop them, and in a few years they'll be good again. But sorry, White Sox fans, you're not going to be good for, like, five years. But I think that was a good trade for the Royals. It is tough news. Now we're getting into the more serious trades. Um, I want to start off with one of the Yankees ones. The Yankees acquired Jaime Garcia. They got him from the Twins. They sent over double-A right-hander Zach Little and triple-A lefty Dietrich Enns. First name Dietrich? First name Dietrich. Uh, Garcia's 31. He's just going to be like a back-end rotation guy, probably their fourth or fifth starter. His ERA is 4.29, so he's not really nothing special. He was just something that they needed to get because at the time they hadn't finalized their next trade, which we're going to get into was a big trade. Um, so they really wanted to find some stability for their pitching rotation because they got some questions with their pitching. So they got him. He's a decent starter. He could start in the playoffs if you needed him to. Um, so would that be a finessing? No, that's not a finesse. No finesse. No, no finesse. finesse. We're not getting a lot of finessings. But yeah. the next one, Yankees got Sonny Gray. This is a finesse. So uh, they got Sonny Gray, 
and they gave the Athletics, they gave him uh, outfielder Dustin Fowler, then they gave him Jorge Mateo and righty James Caprile. I don't know how to say his name, but he's irrelevant. He's not the best. He's like the worst prospect in the deal. But uh, Sonny Gray, great pitcher. He's probably going to be their one or their two, probably going to start game one, probably if they were going to be in uh, the wild card, which is looking like right now. They could start him or Severino, but I feel like they would start Sonny Gray. Dude's really, really nice. Struggled last year, but he's doing really well. And he has two years left on his contract, and he's incredibly for- affordable. Um, the Yankees did give up some pretty good prospects. I know Dustin Fowler and Jorge Mateo were like pretty high up in the Yankees organization that they thought they were going to be good. But I still think this is a finesse. I feel like the Athletics could have done something different. Um, they said a lot of, a lot of uh, like sportscasters talking about baseball were like, oh, you needed to trade Gray now because he's got two years left. You're going to get the most that you can get for him. I don't think so because although Gray's having a good year, he's not having like a dominant year, which he has had in the past. So I said you could have held on to him for like another year, hopefully next year that he had a dominant year, and you could have gotten more for him because then he still has another year after that. But also he has struggled in the past. So okay. I feel like okay. uh, the Yankees did a great job. That was a great trade for them. I'm a Red Sox fan, and I was mad when I heard that they got him because Sonny Gray is, is the real deal. He's a good pitcher. So I'm going to say that the Yankees finessed the athletics, I would say, 6 out of 10. Not, six that, out of ten. not that bad okay. because yeah, you, yeah, know, you never know about prospects. those prospects. Yeah, exactly. Was uh, Aaron Judge a similar type of prospect guy who panned out for him? or Aaron Judge was, um, if he was included in this deal as a prospect, he would have been by far the best prospect. Aaron Judge, a yeah. lot of people knew like he's gonna like he's the real deal. Okay, so it wasn't like Aaron Judge used to be in the same position these guys were in. No, I mean they could have traded Aaron Judge at one point, but they were definitely not going to because okay. that means six seven two eighty beast. Oh yeah, yeah, that hits home runs five hundred feet. And then I would say the biggest trade that happened. Uh, you Darvish. You Darvish to the Dodgers. The Dodgers are just loading up on talent. They have over 70 wins right now, best record in baseball. They're ab- above the Rockies, who, like I said above before. Above the Rockies, yeah. The Rockies are a pretty high altitude. Yeah, which is crazy. So, yeah. Shout out, <laughs> shout out the Dodgers. That's impressive. Yeah. Like I said before, they're f- so they're like, last time I checked, they're 15 games ahead of Colorado, and Colorado would be like winning the NL Central right now and would be in the race for the uh, NLE. So it's kind of crazy how. And Colorado's these in the West? And they're in the West with uh, the Dodgers. It was crazy yeah. how they picked up you, Darvish. He did great in his like um, debut. I'm pretty sure he pitched like seven innings. I don't think he gave up a run. If he did, it was one or two, which is always a good start. A quality start is if a starter goes six innings and gives up three runs. So it was 100% quality start. They gave back um, second baseman outfielder Willie Calhoun, righty A.J. Alexi, and infielder Brendan Davis, rounding out the package going to Texas. So, again, it's like one of those things where it's just like prospects. Like it's, Trades are way more exciting in the NBA because, you know, it's a lot of NBA talent. It's not like they're trading like G League, which it is now, G League yeah, talent. Yeah. I wonder so, if they'll start doing that. Yeah, maybe. They, can never, they always could, you know. Yeah, they have the rights to the players. And almost yeah. every team has a affiliate now, so maybe in the future. Yeah. So the Dodgers, I mean, Clayton Kershaw is not really healthy right now, but when he comes back, like, they got a great team. They're is that going to be one of the best one-two pitching punches. One Kershaw of the best. Darvish. Yeah, one of the best. There are some other really good ones out there. You could argue that the Red Sox have a pretty good one, but David Price has not done anything this not year, and he's performing. hurt again. Because if they had Chris Sale and David Price at their best, 
Those, the, like two of the uh, most dominant. Has David lefties. Price won a Cy Young? Oh, I don't know. I, I think he might have. I know Chris Sale did, and he's probably going to win it this year. Uh, David Price, the only like knock against him is he always struggles in the playoffs. So hmm. he can he can do really well in the regular season and get you to the playoffs, but then he's going to stink. But yes, he did win. <laughs> he did win a Cy Young back in 2012. So they got two Cy Youngs on their team. That's pretty good. Yeah. Probably not a whole lot of teams who can say that. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, they're looking pretty good. Also, the Red Sox picked up the Mets closer, Addison Reed. They gave up prospects, but that was good because they need um, help. Because what they did was a huge mistake, and they traded Travis Shaw, the mayor of Ding Dong City. <laughs> he was one of my favorite Red Sox for Tyler Thornburg, who's a relief pitcher, who's supposed to be in Addison Reed's role right now. But they didn't even ask for... Um, his medical records when they traded for him. The Red Sox didn't even ask for his medical records. The Brewers were like, yeah, you can have them. And he had this issue. So wow. they also got Carson Inger. Smith from Seattle to fill this role. And Carson Smith hasn't pitched in like two years because he's been hurt too. So they had, I mean, they had to pretty much get a relief pitcher because their bullpen was struggling a little bit and they have Kimbrell, but they couldn't get anybody to get them to Kimbrell to keep the lead. So now they're looking pretty good. But this Dodgers, this Dodgers trade was the biggest trade. It's huge. Was it a, What's it on the finesse meter? Where did it come in? I'm going to say the the highest that I'm going to give it, highest is an eight, just because you Darvish is such an impact for the Dodgers. And it happened, like, right at the deadline. Like, sometimes if a yeah, team is that. close, yeah, so sometimes teams are close, they can, like, call up the uh, MLB office or the commissioner and be like, hey, look, we're almost close on a trade. Can you give us an extension? So, I mean... I don't even think they did that. I think it was like right there, like we're doing this, and the Dodgers were like, "Yep," and the Texans were like, "Yep," and it happened. So it's yeah. like I, I think I read that it went down within an hour of the strict deadline. So yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, it's a huge trade. It's gonna really help the Dodgers out. I think the Dodgers are gonna go like not. I wouldn't say all the way, but I think they're gonna make it to the World Series. I think the the last four teams standing, I think, are gonna be the Red Sox, the Astros, the Dodgers, and the Cubs. Uh, the Nationals are there. They have some great pitching, but Steven Strasburg is always a question mark. Scherzer's just going to come back from an injury now, but the Cubs have been lighting it up lately, and I feel like if they if they get hot, they're a, they're a hard team to beat. So yeah, a little bit of a Super Bowl or not Super Bowl World Series hangover. Yeah, a little bit but at the beginning, back, so. but they're but they're they're back. So they've proven that they're tough to beat. Three one against uh, who was it? Minnesota? No, uh, Cleveland. Minnesota. I'm sorry, Cleveland. Yeah. Indians. Yeah. Yep. So it's it's crazy, but. That's what we got for baseball. Quick little recap of what happened at the deadline. Yeah, absolutely. Always good to talk some baseball. Oh yeah. I get to learn a lot too. Yeah. Cuz I'm not a, I don't follow baseball as closely as I do the other sports. Other sports yeah. So yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up the uh the episode for you guys today. So once again, thank you for listening. We oh, can yeah. be found on whus.org/talk. We will have six episodes up there after this one. And of course, you can find us on iTunes as well. Just search Couchside Sports. Without a Z. Yeah, without a Z, of course, yeah. <laughs> iTunes, no Z, sports. Twitter Z. Twitter Z, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we'll try to get that changed. Once we get that blue check mark, we should be able to... Exactly. To We're in the process. Up. Yeah. And also, people, send in your questions. If you're listening to this, send in some questions. Yep. Find us, send in some questions. We'll answer anything. I'll answer any question. You ask me, what's oh, your yeah. favorite breakfast yeah. meal? I'll be like... You know what? I really like an everything bagel with cream cheese. So just everything ask me bagel some questions. With cream cheese. I'm a butter guy. You're a butter guy. I'm a butter guy. I used to be a butter guy. I didn't really like cream cheese, but then it's like an acquired taste, like coffee. 
It's yeah. already eaten mm-hmm. it, and now I'm just like, this is this is delicious. You get the flavored cream and cheeses or just the regular? I normally get the regular, but I've had some flavored ones. Like when I was out in Queens going to school and stuff, they got some crazy yeah. bagel shops in like Brooklyn and stuff. They have like strawberry like cream cheese or yep. blueberry, yeah. It's pretty fire. But I do, yeah, I do like, I like everything the OG. Everything bagel, though. Everything bagel, absolutely. Okay, I could see that. I'm more of a poppy seed guy. Yeah, well, I mean, everything includes poppy seeds. You just don't like the extra stuff. Yeah, though. absolutely. But I like to really get that opium up. Yeah. Just in case they get a random drug test. Yeah, you really want to yeah. just, like, fail it. <laughs> yeah, that way I can be just like my idol, Lance Armstrong. There you go. Yeah. Bringing it back to cycling. Look at that. Yeah, all the way back. Full circle, just like the wheels. Full c- <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. This is Mike Burke signing off. Kyle French. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time on Couchside Sports. Couchside. Have a good one. Peace.